broadcasting a beam of unfocused wonder from the future, it's Project Moonbase. My name is DJ Bongo Boy. My name is MC Zirconium. Welcome to this Project Moonbase podcast. This episode... Rhythm Magic. <laughs> yes, we bring you the magic of rhythm. Uh, chiefly decided on that title because we're going to be opening the, ch- the show shortly with a, a track by a brand new band called the Rhythm Magic Orchestra. We'll be coming back to that in a moment. Uh, but we also have um, we also have some new music from the great Johnny Trunk. We're going to be paying another visit to the archives of EMI Pakistan. Uh, we have a track from the brand new Spanish banking new album by the High Lamas, one of our favourite uh, contemporary artists. And we have a bit of awful trumpet coming up in the show later as well. Awful trumpet. For fans of awful trumpet. See if you can detect it in the <laughs> yes, show. Indeed. Uh, there were lots and lots more, including a bit of panpipe as well. Mm. Disco panpipe. That's the best kind. It's <laughs> the best kind. And amongst the music, we also have, of course, some unnecessary news. That's right. This week, hast thou a mind to go with me and look upon a spring of water near hand? The prince mounted, knowing not what should befall him in the future... And they rode on, unattended by any, and without stopping till they came to the spring. The prince, being thirsty, said to Wazir, O minister, I am suffering from droth. And the other answered, Get thee down, and drink from this spring. (laughs) All that and more, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned! We're going to kick off the show, as I was just mentioning, with uh, a track which I, when I first saw this album cover, uh, thought it was just a reissue of a kind of classic old 50s Afro-Cuban Jazz, Latin jazz classic, but it's actually brand spanking new. It's a band called the Rhythm Magic Orchestra, uh, put together by um, a quite apparently a, a well-known jazz producer, but new to me, Benedict Lamdin, otherwise known as Nostalgia 77. Um, he's assembled members of various bands, including a band we've featured on the show before, the Heliocentrics, but also Jazz Jamaica, Scar Cubano, and the Alex Wilson Band. Um, getting together to reinterpret music from the 40s and 50s, such as that by Machito and Dizzy Gillespie, amongst others. So I thought we'd play a track from that, followed by a track by Machito himself from uh, another recent uh, release or reissue in this particular case. I'll tell you more about that once we've heard it. But first of all, Tururato by the Rhythmagic Orchestra.
That was Congo Malensi from yes. Machito. And was, he holds up. He does, he? yes. He's, uh, he's pretty strong. 60-odd years later. He's still got it. <laughs> still sounding great. Oh, well. And before that, Tororanto from the Rhythm Magic Orchestra. And they've mm. got it. They certainly got have. Got it in spades. They have. It's a great album. It uh, is. Well, she'll be playing more from that, I'm sure. Uh, you're listening to the Project Moonbase podcast, a, a show every week. No, I'm making that up as I go along. I'm not Do getting it. anywhere. It doesn't matter. Keep going. Let's not edit this. <laughs> it's like free. <laughs> yeah, man, every week. few <laughs> <laughs> random words in there. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> you're listening to the Project Moonbase podcast, a weekly show in which we try to bring you... The erotic... Oh, no. <laughs> the erotic... The erotic sound of the future. <laughs> That's another show. <laughs> The exotic sound of the future. Sound a bit Telly Savalas there. Poor old Telly Savalas. <laughs> Telly Savalas. What did he used to say? What, what was his catchphrase? <laughs> Who loves you, baby? <laughs> it took a while for that one. To Who go. loves you, baby? That's we right. do, Telly. We love you. <laughs> you can get in touch with the show in a number of different uh, happening ways. The one we keep a very close eye on is Twitter. Twitter.com slash Project Moonbase. We, we would like to receive your comments and suggestions through Twitter, and we also tweet out during the week and uh, let you know what's happening between episodes as well. And that's probably the place to go to find out as soon as a new episode is uh, published. We, we send a tweet as soon as it's available for listening as well. But there are other ways to find out about the show. You can go to our very own website. Yes, go to projectmoonbase.com where you can drop us an email, show at projectmoonbase.com, join the Facebook group, follow us on Google Friend Connect, and see a list of all the tracks we've played and links to where you can find them. And you can also help support the show and become Moon Royalty. Mm. Yes. It's very, very select. <laughs> it is. I, 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 consider, I consider each application carefully as, as, um, as King of the Moon. Those who I those deem worthy, i.e. those who have paid me £15 a month, <laughs> I will bestow the honour of Moon Lord or Moon much, Lady. There's much bounty. There, there is. Once you're in, inside the Moon Palace. Mm, there is. You get a special downloadable... Certificate, which you can print out as large as you like. You can print a huge, huge have it, certificate. Have it like a mural over your, over one wall <laughs> of your whole house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we uh, will open the vaults to that's you. That's right. The moon base vaults. Um, if you've been listening, plenty list- of spiders in there. <laughs> there are a few cobwebs to dust away. If you've been listening to the show for a while, now you know that uh, we started out um, that, that very uh, very twentieth uh, century technology FM radio. Oh, so old school. Um, but uh, we, do have, we do have still copies of that archive of recordings, and uh, if you do become a moon lord or moon lady, we shall make them available to you. They're on wax cylinder. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, you have to make sure you, owe, you still own a 78 uh, player in order to enjoy the archive recordings. But there we are. That's the challenge for you there. Uh, this particular point in the podcast is some to venture over the frozen wastes of unnecessary news. Remember the dead alien, which was found in Russia? You might have seen that on the interweb nets. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a hoax. No, oh, really? It's quite good, though, wasn't it? You yeah. saw the sort of pictures of it. Mm-hmm. We, we sort of seemed to, seemed to fall between the gaps on previous shows, so we, yes. didn't, we didn't feature it. But um, what was quite odd was this little faux green man was crafted by a pair of students using nothing more than stale bread and chicken skin. <laughs> oh, mm, nice. Yum. Unfortunately for the duo behind the prank, despite much of the internet having dismissed their footage as a fake, that's because the internet is so cynical. <laughs> you know, I thought that looks pretty realistic. <laughs> I thought that looks pretty good. So I thought they did a bang-up job. Mm. 
Uh, the same view wasn't taken by the Kremlin, which deemed the f their footage worthy of in investigation. <laughs> oh. Officials were dispatched to Irkutsk, a region of southern Siberia, to question Thamur Hillel, 18, and Krilil Vazlov, or something similar. They sound like aliens. They do. I am Krilil from the planet Flubba-dubba-dubba-ding-dong. <laughs> Uh, these are the people that shot the footage after reporting the UFO sightings. Ah, jokes on you, Kremlin officials. They're already in Siberia. What are you going to do? <laughs> Yo, we're sending it to Siberia. Oh, damn. Oh, goodness. They'd have to send them somewhere. We're sending you on a two-week vacation to the Bahamas, and then we're sending you to the Siberia. Uh, yeah. It's not known how long they held out, but a spokesman for the Russian Interior Ministry said they found the alien lying under a bed in one of the students' homes. Oh, really? Okay. That's what they said originally. Well. Police are now deciding whether the pair have committed any crime in, in uh, doing this hoax. <laughs> so, uh, Faking aliens could be a crime, could it? I, apparently. If they have, uh, they could be prosecuted. <laughs> if not, they could get jobs as uh, prop masters on uh, low-budget sci-fi films, <laughs> yes, and nothing right. else. In other news, a Large Hadron Collider smashes a beam intensity record. Oh, it's back. Back in the news. Excellent. Back in the news. It uh, inches closer to discovering the God particle. Mm -hmm. Already a record holder for mashing protons together at 7 TeV. That's trillion electro volts to you. Already a record holder for mashing protons together at 7 TeV. That's trillion electro volts to you. The Large Hadron Collider can now add the world's brightest beam to its list of Ooh. accomplishments. Oh, that'll look good on the CV. <laughs> beam intensity is a way of measuring the number of collisions in its 17-mile-long track. And a high intensity means more impacts, which means more data. Mm, mm. Data. Increasing the likelihood of the Higgs boson uh, rearing its head, if mm. indeed it exists. Yes. The LHC smashed the previous luminosity record set last year by the... Uh, Tevatron Collider. Mm, take that, Tevatron Collider, who we've only just heard of. <laughs> Do you think they might uh, convert that data into sound and release a Top 40 Smash single? Yeah, get some beats under that and uh, <laughs> off you go. I hope so. We'd play it. We would. Waiting for the Higgs boson's a little bit like waiting for Godot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it should be renamed the Godot Particle. You've been used. <laughs> Samarkand. Mm, thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For this week's first selection of Unnecessary News, there'll be more later on in this podcast. And now we're going to uh, head off into the world of Mariachi Brass, played very badly, <laughs> which, which we do quite enjoy in the show. Uh, this actually comes to us thanks to one of our Twitter followers, actually, Timo Box, uh, sent us a link to the wonderful sound of the blackbird singing outside the window. <laughs> Don't keep it down! Moon blackbird, I think Moon you mean. Moon blackbird, yeah. Tima Box sent us a link to uh, this this artist called the well the George Garabedian Players and the Awful Trumpet of Harry Arms. So they knew. <laughs> they must have known already. <laughs> they had something awful on their hands. Do you think he? Do you think Harry knew? <laughs> or he only found out when he saw the records? <laughs> oh, hold on a minute. I'm not that bad. Would I might have a few doofers in there, but you know. <laughs> yes. Unless, well, yes, unless it's, I don't know, it's hard to know where he, maybe he just owns an awful trumpet, and maybe there's a misunderstanding there. Yeah. Quite sure. Um, this, I think, was originally surfaced on uh, the, a project that was hosted by WFMU back in 2007, 
one of their 365 days project where they invited uh, listeners and fans of the station to send in many kind of finds from thrift stores and other old oddities and rare tracks that uh, they thought would uh, reach a could, should reach a wider audience and this this particular one day a gentleman called Senor Fiesta I'm not sure whether that's his real name I'm sure it is submitted a hundred kind of mariachi and herb albert covers done in various amusing and interesting ways and i think amongst the hundred tracks there is an entire album's worth of uh, mariachi covers by george garabedi and the the awful trumpet of harry arms and <laughs> and there's quite a there's a few wonderful tunes in there well we've chosen our favorite amongst uh, amongst the the collection this is uh, the awful sound of the winchester cathedral That was the George Garabedian Players and the Awful Trumpet of Harry Arms, their version of Winchester Cathedral, and it was pretty awful, wasn't it? <laughs> it was pretty awful, yeah. does what it says on the tin. <laughs> it does. Thank you very much, Timo Box, uh, for letting us know. If you would like to, if you've discovered any any musical gems you'd like us to feature on the show, do get in touch. You can go to twitter.com slash projectmoonbase. You can also send us email as well. You can send an email to show at projectmoonbase.com. Or you could just shout. <laughs> or, in fact, you know what? Don't shout. Shouting is no. Just whisper. Or you could maybe tap on a radiator. Mm. If you know Morse code. Mm. And a lot of people should. We should. I think we should have a whole section of Morse code in the show. A whole, sh- a whole section just done in Morse code. Introductions and to, to tracks and whatever. <laughs> so if you like that idea, let us know on, on Twitter. In Morse code. In Morse code, yeah. <laughs> Good idea, I like it. Yeah. We'll, see, we'll see what the response to that one is. And now it's time to go over to Poetry Corner.
This week we're going to have a haiku from Herman van Rompuy, the President of the European Union, as performed by the Dalek Vicar. This poem is called On the Seasons In a nearby ditch Toads mating passionately Inaugurate spring Now, we're going to head in off in the direction of the distant uh, historic future, as we like to on the show. We're delighted to learn that uh, one of our favourite contemporary labels, Ghostbox, have released two more seven-inch singles in their ongoing study series. Volumes five and six have just come out. Uh, Volume five is a a new band that they've put together called Hintermass, which is essentially John Brooks from the Advisory Circle and uh, Tim Felton from Sealand on vocals. So it's a supergroup. It's it's their first uh, supergroup, yes. Um, We're going to play a track from Volume 6, though, which is uh, actually two tracks by Johnny Trunk, no less. The actual EP is called Animation and Interpretation, and the description of the music on uh, the EP is Cottonwool steam clouds below, pipe cleaner trees sway, and newspaper pigeons take flight as Le Le Train Phantom chuffs its way into the curious animated world of Johnny Trunk. Let us hear... Le Train Fantôme. Thank you. 
That was Majid Khan and Arshad Mahmood with their track Persuasion. Mm. I am, so far, <laughs> I am loving this uh, Pakistani yes. uh, EMI treasure trove. That was, yes, that was another track. That was, in this, this case, it's from the safe decade, not that we played a track from the 80s before, but that comes from a 1977 album called Sitar Influence. So we're back on safe ground. So we're back on safe ground. Uh, yes, as we mentioned on a recent podcast, uh, EMI Pakistan have opened the vaults to uh, the huge back catalogue, most of which is now available in download form, and uh, we shall continue to explore it because there's some absolutely wonderful things on there which I'd never heard before, and that's, that was one of them. Fantastic. At this particular point in the Project Moon Base podcast, it's time to head over to the upper end of the electromagnetic spectrum of unnecessary news. Why is it that 30 seconds after you get a new gizmo, a pair of sunglasses or moon buggy, it's all scratched up? <laughs> eh? Well, this this could be a thing of the past, scratching. Oh, yeah. A new metallo-supermolecular polymer <laughs> uh-huh, can switch from solid to liquid under UV light, oh. magically repairing scratches in less than 30 seconds. Wow. Researchers at Case Western Reserve... Reserve? Isn't that where they keep animals? I think it's like, it's like a zebra scientist. <laughs> I like, I like, they're like a, a, and a prairie dog. <laughs> They've developed a special polymer that changes its structure when exposed to UV light. It's specifically intended to be used on things people own. The polymer is made up of lots of tiny molecular chains held together with a glue of metallic ions. Ooh, that mm. sounds good, doesn't it? I like that. I'll have that for my tea. When you shine a UV light on it, the metallic ions stop acting like glue and the chains separate into a liquid that fills in any cracks. Take the light away again and everything turns solid. Wow. I don't believe it. No. <laughs> Apparently it happens fast enough that you can just wave a handheld light over the surface if you want to fix any scratches and it's uh, fine again in 30 seconds. Apparently because of it's a polymer, you're not using up any of the fixing power because it's just kind of melting back together, essentially. Right. You'd want to be careful taking any of these items into broad daylight, wouldn't you? Yes. If they, the, if you, if you put them outside on a sort of porch or something, they just all the just paint would just melt off them. Melt away. What happens if you actually scratch something right off and it goes under your fingernail? I mean, does it, does it, does the light magically draw that bit back out from the London? What if you saw the leg off a chair? <laughs> uh, not so clever now, are you, metals? <laughs> Metallo super molecular polymer, huh? Who's the daddy now? <laughs> You'd be glad to know that a bubbleologist has set a new record. Oh, really? Can you guess what bubble uh, bubbleologist? Uh, well, I would do. Technically speaking, it should be somebody who studies bubbles, but I'm guessing it's somebody who blows bubbles. Is it? Well, you might think. Or that. possibly both. No, it's not. It, the bubble blowing history has been made after a bubble fan. Sam Sam Bubble Man, <laughs> real name, set a new world record for blowing the most bubbles blown inside another bubble. Oh. The bubbleologist managed to blow a breathtaking 71 bubbles inside another giant bubble that measured approximately 47 centimetres in diameter. Good lord. His creation took uh, Sam Sam over two hours to blow, and he said he's said to have uh, required perfect timing and conditions, including low wind speed, low humidity, and of course, no rain. Uh, so this must be the only case where you can blow it and still get a record. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'll be here all weekend. The London Marathon has recently been yes. run. Mm. Something which I didn't know until I just read this. 
Yes, another London marathon has come and gone. Who cares? And while most runners wanted to achieve their best time, a few would have thought they would have had a shot at a world record. But 35 new Guinness World Records were set in the 2011 Virgin London Marathon. Really? Yeah. Runners this year set records such as fastest marathon completed on crutches <laughs> and most Rubik's Cube sold <laughs> while running a marathon. Yes. Other, other records included fastest marathon dressed as a superhero mm-hmm. and fastest marathon while carrying a 60-pound pack. I think we should try that. We could do fastest marathon completed using a Segway. <laughs> or, you know, rocket cycle or something like that. C5. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fastest marathon completed while carrying Clive Sinclair on your back. <laughs> and you've been used. Amacand. Thank you, Edison Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For another week of uh, splendiferous, unnecessary news. There'll be more on next week's show. People might be thinking, I want to dance. <laughs> I mean, as great as the music is on this podcast, <laughs> there's not a lot of danceability. No, not often, no, not often. But we're going to we're going to settle that now. We're gonna we're gonna you can get up and dance. Put your dancing trousers on. <laughs> get the glitter ball going because we've got some we've got some panpipes. <laughs> Some disco panpipes. <laughs> disco panpipes. Has that ever... Did you, sure. did you ever see that? Do you ever dream such a thing were possible? <laughs> no. This, uh, this follows on from our recent enthusiasm, triggered by the, a certain German... Edvard Simone <laughs> and his beautiful golden locks and enormous panpipes. <laughs> enormous panpipes. Um, if you go to our website, you'll see we posted a link to a fantastic YouTube video. One of the greatest. <laughs> and I don't... I want to make something clear here. This is a side road I'm going to go down on. We are not joking. <laughs> this is not this is not hipster irony. <laughs> no. This is uh, sincerity mm. here. That is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in that video. <laughs> I defy you not to to just enjoy that. I just <laughs> it was I was transported. <laughs> You may also find yourself goose-stepping along to it as you watch it. I don't think that was goose-stepping. <laughs> <laughs> Although I might have seen a Hitler salute. <laughs> I, it was touch and go. Oh, I was dear. nearly on the phone to, you know, somebody or other. <laughs> I don't know who would be on the phone to. Hello, Hitler! Uh-huh. Uh, no. <laughs> but uh, awe-inspiring stuff. Mm. And and a great sub-sub-sub-genre of easy-listening slash disco yes. slash panpipe yes, music that right. I never knew existed before. No. And it's kind of it's kind of triggered this idea that we might uh, we might make this an occasional feature. Of the show. An, oh, an all panpipe show. <laughs> an all pan- <laughs> we could do. We could do. Danger! Danger! <laughs> danger! By a sheer stroke of uh, amazing fate, I managed to stumble across this uh, CD during the week, which features well, not only is it disco panpipes, but it's a disco panpipe version of a Doors. <laughs> A Doors classic. Mm. Again, danceable make, Doors. Making the subgenre even more tiny. Wow. <laughs> so do please uh, place yourself onto a rug <laughs> in front of the armchair with your dancing trousers on and enjoy an unknown panpipist. Yeah, and um, this is, this is the, uh, the terrible, the, the tragedy of the this. Tragedy. This, this genius mm. of the panpipes is unnamed. I don't know who it is. But Anonymous. If, you, if anyone out there knows who recorded The Magic Sound of the Panpipes Volume 3... <laughs> Do please let us it's know. It was obviously a seller, wasn't it? They got up to three. That's right. Yeah. Look how many other volumes there are. 
volume 25. <laughs> now, that's what I call panpipes. <laughs> this is one of the greatest things you'll ever hear. Take it away, unknown panpipist. <laughs> That was Light My Fire from some anonymous panpipe <laughs> genius yes. from The Magic Sound of the Panpipes, Volume 3. Mm. And if you do know who that unnamed panpipist was, yes. do let us know, We'd like to know on the Twitters or mm. a show at uh, projectmoonbase.com. Please do. Yes, this is the Project Moonbase podcast. Uh, we uh, release a new edition of the show every Sunday evening around 8pm or earlier if we're feeling enthusiastic. <laughs> You can, as we mentioned before, you can get in touch with the show in a variety of different ways. We have our Twitter Twitter feed, twitter.com slash projectmoonbase. And we've mentioned show at projectmoonbase.com. We also have a Facebook group you can join. 
to find out uh, the latest news happening here up on the moon base. After that uh, frenetic disco action, it's time to sit yourself back down on the armchair. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll take your seats, please. Our tour of the moon's famous sea of tranquility is about to begin. Soak your feet. This is Bob Lyons, a uh, steel drum genius. And apparently he, uh, he does a wedding music. <laughs> or he's got an album of steel drum wedding music. <laughs> that, once again, fairly niche genre. I, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> First of all, wedding music, that sounds like not the sort of thing. That's not very space age, is it? But steel drum wedding music, we're back on board. <laughs> That's back right, on yeah. board with that. This is Packabell's Canon in D minor mm. on the steel drum feast. Thank you. 
Wow, that was rather rather beautiful, wasn't it? A, a beautiful arrangement of a classic and beautiful tune, Packlebell's Cannon, as performed by wedding steel drum specialist Bob Lyons. A whole album of that. A whole, whole, uh, whole album steel of drum wedding steel music. drum wedding music. <laughs> Who knew? I obviously don't go to enough weddings because <laughs> I'm held prisoner against my will in a hutch. <laughs> Help. Seriously. <laughs> one day, one day we'll set you free. When, you, uh, when you've figured out the combination... Now we're going to keep things in a fairly, uh, fairly mellow, uh, tranquil mood for this next tune. This is a brand new tune by uh, one of our favourite contemporary acts. The High Llamas have uh, released a new album called The Tallahomey Way. It appears to be a, a kind of concept album. What is the concept? Well, we're not entirely sure. What we know with this tunes seem to kind of blend into each other, and there's various musical interludes. And there's this, this character called Berry Adams, after which the first track on the album is Berry. Berry. Oh, Berry. Berry. B e r r y. This character pops up at various points throughout the album, so it's clearly a, a story about uh, Barry Adams. But uh, beyond that, we're slightly slightly lost. So if anyone out there can help us out with the, with the concept on the new High Llamas album, do please get in touch. They're going on tour throughout the UK in the month of May 2011 for audio archaeologists out there. If you go to highllamas.com, if you go to highllamas.com, they have a Llamas Live page on which you will find the dates. They're playing in Brighton, Birmingham, Glasgow, Gateshead, Liverpool, Manchester, Cardiff and London. I, I have seen the High Llamas live and I would recommend that you make point of seeing them wherever you get the chance. They don't play out live very often, but it was an absolutely beautiful evening of music. Beautiful. <laughs> it was quite beautiful. And we're going to hear the title track, the largely instrumental Telehomey Way. <laughs>
That was Talahomi Way from the High Lamas. And uh, they don't waste your time, do they? They're consistent. They mm. keep going. They're still going. Oh, yes. They're very much exploring the same Sonic universe that they do <laughs> on most of their albums. Well, it's a nice universe. It's a beautiful They've place. They've got to... it all to them, themselves, haven't <laughs> they, really? Right, yes. More or less. More or less. It's roomy in there. <laughs> I have been DJ Bongo Boy. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, with magic episode of Project Moonbase. I have been MC Zirconium, and I hope you enjoyed stories of aliens made of bread and chicken skin. <laughs> mm, nice. Yum. That's what we're going to cook up here at the Moonbase mm, right after this show. Delicious. We're going to leave you in the capable hands of Peter Reno, star of uh, library music and TV soundtrack music. Um, this is an album which you can find actually, weirdly enough, on two recent compilations, one called Top Dog and another one called Music While You Watch. This is a wonderful piece of music, um, a tune you might become familiar with over the coming weeks if plans, secret plans come off. This is a tune called The Greatest Show on Earth. Until next week, dear listener, bye. bye.